When you love riding a motorcycle, you want to ride it everywhere, even to a physical. Let's check your weight. Hop on the scale. Look at that. You're down a few pounds. Oh yeah, must be the new carbon fiber wheels. And when you love saving money, you want to save even more. That's why GEICO makes it easy to bundle your motorcycle and car insurance. I'm going to prescribe 91 octane for your engine knock, and we'll want to see you again in 3,000 miles. Kickstart your savings with GEICO Motorcycle. Bundle and save on the things you love. Hey folks, Dr. Tim Jordan here with a new episode of Raising Daughters. And I am really appreciative that you stopped by here, excuse me, to listen into these podcasts. I do one almost every week. And I try and give you information about understanding girls, about how how to best support them. And I I started a week ago with a podcast that I entitled the seven habits of highly ineffective people. I told you a week ago that I initially wanted to call this podcast How to Raise Kids to Become Miserable Adults, but I refrained. But I kind of was um, framing it around the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey. And in that first part, I decided to make it two parts because I had gotten about 31 minutes in. I thought, ooh, this is too long for people to listen. So the first habit was was learning how to make choices and decisions based upon what was best for them, as opposed to not wanting to disappoint people or pleasing people. We talked about a habit of, of, of kids buying into cultural myths and how they need to set their own standards and create their own path. We talked about how kids are conditioned with these drugs of approval and, and being accepted and being applauded and praised and being popular, all those external things and how we need to teach our, our girls to become less dependent upon other people and instead to look inward for, are they okay? Look inward for their sense of themselves. Then the last habit we talked about was that so often kids and families follow a cultural script, which is, i.e., which is, what's everybody else doing? As opposed to figuring out what's important to us. We use the, the seven, one of the seven habits of highly effective people, which was beginning with the end in mind as an example. I encourage you to create your own end in mind with your children about what's important to your family and what you value and use that to frame and to decide on things that are important to your family. If you have to make choices or decisions about activities, about time away, use your end in mind to guide you. Now, I've got three more habits because I've done three and I I told you I was going to do seven. So this first one today is about being very careful about what you focus on because I feel like sometimes, many times, we end up spending too much time focused on things that are unhealthy. And I could talk about this topic for a long time. I don't want want to do it for that long, but I did want to focus on at least one kind of focus, which I think can lead to kids becoming miserable adults. And that is two things, actually. One of them is focusing on things they have no control over. Now, we've learned, if nothing else, from COVID, the importance of focusing on what we do have control over, because we have not had control over over the uh, pandemic. But we have had a chance to control over what we want to do about it. And I think that old cliche about 
what might be more important than what happens to us is what do we make of it? I teach girls all the time in my retreats and my summer camps about being in charge of their story, about learning from their mistakes and learning from their adversities. I heard a really beautiful story um, about adversity. Apparently, there's a form of Japanese art that dates back to the 15th century, and it's called kintsugi, if I'm saying that right. K-I-N-T-S-U-G-I, kintsugi. And apparently, the master art, art artisans take broken plates and broken cups and broken bowls, and they repair them by fusing the cracks and the chips with gold, with real gold. The legend is that art, that, that art form was created as a way to turn the scars of a break into something beautiful. Great metaphor. When, quote-unquote, bad things happen to us, when our kids get hit with adversity, challenges, uh, they make mistakes, I want them to learn about themselves from that experience. I want them to grow from the experience. I want them to become stronger from the experience, from their adversities. And that means they have to learn how to focus on those things as opposed to the negatives. The girls I see who have been through adversities with their friends, they've been left out, they've been ditched. Uh, If they've had some unhealthy dating relationships, if there's been some stuff going on in their families, too often girls' focus becomes what's wrong with them, that they're not good enough or they're not pretty enough or they're not important or people don't care about them or they can't trust anybody. And that focus affects every decision they make and it affects their behavior. It affects how they interact with people. Instead, I want them to learn from the experiences, grow from it, move on from it, so it becomes a positive in their life. And they have to learn not only to reframe those experiences, but they have to learn to focus on what they have control over. I do an exercise sometimes with girls in my camps and retreats, and I tell them, actually, let me have you all do this. I think I did this one time before in a podcast, but let me do it anyway. I want you just for a moment, and do this wherever you are unless you're driving, I want you to close your eyes, and when I say go, I'm going to have you open your eyes, and for 10 seconds, only 10, look around wherever you are right now, and memorize everything you see that is the color blue. Okay, ready, set, go. Close your eyes, keep them closed, now open them, Now you have 10 seconds to memorize everything you see that is the color blue. Five seconds left, four, three, two, one. Now close your eyes, and then I want you to say out loud, if it's appropriate, everything you saw that is the color orange. When I do that in real time with people who are with me, they always kind of laugh like, oh, you tricked us, and they might come up with one thing they saw that's orange, or they kind of start guessing. And then I say, what's the point? And the point is that what you focus on is really important. If you're only focusing on blue, that's all you will see. And you'll miss out on all the other colors of the rainbow. If you're only focused on the negative, if you're focused on the negative parts about adversities, the negative parts of COVID, etc., that's all you will see. So I, I encourage girls, I'm encouraging all of you, to learn as a new habit to focus on all the colors, to focus on what you do have control over, and especially to 
Focus on what you make of things and the story you tell yourself about your experiences. Because if you don't, there's a good chance you're going to end up becoming more unhappy, more anxious, more depressed, and therefore more miserable. Oops, sorry, I just bumped the table. Next habit, habit number six. And this habit, which I think will cause our kids to end up becoming more miserable as as the days go by, is that they don't live in the present moment. We've done a great job of teaching our daughters how to be busy and distracted. Not just us, but the culture, everything around them. They're conditioned that if they get a little bit bored or a little bit frustrated, they just swipe and they move on to the next photo, the next person. They can cut people off on their phones. And they don't learn how to really be in the moment and really stick with things. I saw a girl in my counseling practice yesterday. She's a senior in high school and she she seems so much happier and more grounded. I hadn't seen her since uh, the summer. And so I was like, what's going on? What, you, know, you look great today. You look alive. You look really grounded. And she said that she had been spending more time doing self-care, which I encouraged her to do. She was using her art. She was painting. And she said she had stopped using social media for the last several weeks. And she said, this is her words, not mine. She said, that has allowed me to feel a lot more happy and calm and grounded and less anxious because she's not worried about what she's missing out on anymore. We've got to teach our daughters to be in the moment. And what girls tend to do a lot when things happen in their lives is they go inside their heads and they ruminate. They overthink, they overanalyze, and they almost always ruminate worst case. Ruminate, by the way, means to chew, chewing on thoughts. And I always ask girls, you know, do you ruminate best case or worst case? They always say worst case. And I say, when you're ruminating worst case, in those moments, are you living in the past, the present, or the future? And most of them get it right. They're living in the future. Because what they're thinking about is, what if? What if my friends don't call me? What if I go to school and have nobody to sit with? What if I don't do good in the test? What if my GPA goes down? What if, what if, what if? And so I want them to learn how to live in the present. One of the best ways to bring themselves back when they're ruminating worst case is to be in the present moment. Live, leave the future, the future land of what ifs, and come back to the moment. I teach girls lots of skills to do some breathing exercises, focusing on one sense at a time, repeating mantras. Um, I teach them to focus on, on, the, on the process instead of the grades and the results. So many girls get stressed out because they're focusing on the destination, not the journey. And they need to learn how to be in the present and just focus on today. If they have a test in three days, instead of worrying about the grade, I tell them, just focus on what can I do today to prepare myself for the test on Friday. Focus on the journey. Focus on the process, not the result or the destination. They can learn to do that. Oh, lots of stress just melts away. And so does the pressure. People who live too much in the future, people who get wrapped up in ruminating worst case are miserable. They're stressed and they feel a ton of anxiety and pressure. And so 
I want them to do this habit different. I want them instead to learn to be more mindful, to savor each moment, to be in each moment, and to focus on the journey and not the destination. Okay, last habit. And this one has to do with our girls. It's kind of like, the, kind of like these last ones I've, I've talked about. Is that girls do not know how to be alone and quiet. Again, we've taught them to be busy and distracted. And too many girls are afraid of being alone because when they're alone, they feel lonely. There's a great quote by, by Wayne Dyer, the great author. His quote said, You cannot be lonely if you like the person you're alone with. You cannot be lonely if you like the person you're alone with. Isn't that a great quote? Um, I heard a story long, long time ago. I may have said it before in these podcasts, so I'm sorry if I repeat. I can't remember. But this is about a man who decided one day he wanted to go on a safari in Africa. So he, he went over to uh, to Africa and he hired this, this uh, group of Sherpas to help him carry all of his supplies. And for three days, he did a forced march. He pushed the team hard. And the third night, they finally got to their campsite. They all kind of tumbled over, got in their beds, and they fell asleep. They were exhausted. The next morning, this man got up, and the Sherpas were all asleep. So he went to the head. He said, hey, what, what's going on? we got to get going. Uh, why are they not getting up and getting ready? And the head of the Sherpas said, my men can go no further until their souls catch up with their bodies. Ooh, I want our daughters souls to catch up with their bodies. We've got to teach them to have time alone, time where they're quiet, time with themselves, time for self-care. And when I ask girls sometimes who say, oh yeah, I do, I do, I do quiet time, I'll say, well, what do you do? And, and so many of them have told me over the years, I watch YouTube videos, I watch movies, you know, I, I, I get on, on social media and I, I always tell them that's not quiet time. That's more of a distraction. And I think we, the parents, have a huge part in our kids being so driven and our kids being so busy and distracted. And I think that we have been pushing and overprotecting and micromanaging and overindulging. And I think it's because of our fears. And here's two, two big fears I hear a lot from parents. One of them is they're afraid their kids are going to get behind. They're going to not keep up with the other kids. So if they look across the street and their, their, neighborhood, their neighbor's kids leaving to go someplace, they say, where are you guys going? They say, oh, I'm going to my professional baseball coach. Then the parents are like, oh, my God, my kid's not getting that. He's going to get behind. And so then they hire a professional baseball coach. Parents are so afraid their kids are going to get behind the other kids and not keep up. The other fear I hear from parents a lot is, is we're told a lot that the future is going to be a lot different for our kids than it was for us. And I think that's probably a given. But especially things like what kind of jobs are they going to have? What kind of careers are they going to have? We're told that they're going to probably be doing careers we haven't even thought of yet. So I think for a lot of parents, it's kind of like, well, how do I prepare myself for a future that I don't even know what it's going to be. And that's that's un, uncertain and unfamiliar. But I think all that indulging and protection and pushing and micromanaging 
I think a lot of that is telling us something about how we view childhood. And I'm here to tell you here in Habit 7 that childhood should not be a race. It shouldn't be a contest. It shouldn't be about prizes at graduation. The childhood should not all be about building a top-notch resume to get into the top college. It shouldn't be about winning national championships. And your parenting job should not be about giving your kid a leg up or an edge. If I've heard that once, I've heard it a thousand times. That's not what your job is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be about a competition. Grade school should not just be high school prep. High school should not just be about college prep. There's so much more that should be going on besides building a a resume. Things like getting to know yourself. Building and enhancing your social-emotional intelligence. Developing grit and self-efficacy and self-reliance. Becoming self-motivated. But if you're worried about your kids getting behind, if your whole parenting job in your mind is to give them a leg up, etc., then it's going to be really hard for you not to feel like that you need to mold and micromanage and motivate your kid to stay in the course that you set for them. We talked in one of the earlier habits about how kids need to learn their own reasons for doing what they want to do, having more autonomy. And I think all the micromanaging and the pushing and the prodding and the motivating is about us setting a course for them. I don't want that. That's going to cause your kids to be miserable adults. And that's not how life works, by the way. Your kids have their own path, their own destiny that they need to find and to follow. They need to learn their own lessons in their own way and in their own time. They need to build their own story and make their own unique mark on this world. That's not about always our vision for them. And because of everything I've just talked about, uh, constantly performing for for parents and teachers and coaches and, and their peers, this relentless pressure to, to be the best and to succeed and to impress everybody, to win and to be popular and to be special and unique and to be perfect and not to disappoint people. This whole addiction to praise and approval I talked about in an earlier habit where they lose their internal motivation. All the constant supervised activities and the busyness, putting them up on pedestals, all that is distracting our kids from what's really important. And because of all of that, there's very little time and energy left for kids to get to know themselves. There's no time for things that we used to think were important. Things like self-exploration, reflection, contemplation, quiet time, self-awareness, trying different things. And there's no time to just be. We're preparing our kids to become human doings, not human beings. We treat our kids like they're little professionals. So you need to ask yourself a question. Do I want my kid to be a good performer or a good kid? I also find a lot of kids are losing their innocence. There's no time to be kids because they're, they're being pushed and pried to go to all these showcases and these, these super-duper, pooper-scooper, intense, you know, select teams. And I think all of this, all that stuff and all the uh, performing for people and all the, the drugs of approval kinds of things I talked about, all that is creating kids who are discontented and restless. 
where they feel like they're never enough and they're stressed out and anxious. This is really true of girls today. We're not allowing them to play for play's sake or play their sports for the love of the game. God forbid we'd, we'd allow our kids to pick sports and to do it for the love of the game as opposed to looking good and showcasing and getting on a better team. To teach our kids and to allow our kids to to go to school and to learn for the sake of learning as opposed to having straight A's and getting into a top college. I want our kids to learn the value and to learn the good feelings you get from being of service to other people. I want them to have time to explore and to have adventures, to challenge themselves, not be afraid to take risks and to challenge themselves. I want them to learn to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Because they've checked inside internally and their gut, their intuition said, this is what's right for you. I want our kids to be kids. And that quiet time thing also, just, just I'm going to say it again. They need to learn, I think, how to trust their gut and to follow their heart. And you cannot do that very well if you don't have access to your intuition and your gut. That takes some quiet time, some, some time to look inward check in with yourself so you are making decisions based upon what is right for you and things that you want to do that fill your needs. Kids need to learn to know themselves and they can't do that without some quiet alone time, some good self-care time. Okay, so that's those are seven habits of highly ineffective people. I also gave you the flip side, which is Habits that would be helpful for kids to end up becoming healthy teenagers and adults. Let me end this podcast with a story and a quote. The story is about a father who one Sunday morning sat down in his easy chair to read the the Sunday paper. But he kept being interrupted by his young daughter who wanted her dad to play with him, with her. So he was getting kind of frustrated. He was about to scold her when he got an idea. He saw in the paper a large picture of a globe. And so he got some scissors and he cut that globe out. And then he cut it into a bunch of little tiny pieces. And he threw it onto the floor. And he told his daughter that he would play with her as soon as she could put the puzzle together. I think he figured that should buy him at least 20 minutes. Well, he was shocked when just a few minutes later, his daughter said, Okay, Daddy, I'm ready to play. And to his amazement, the puzzle was back together. And he looked to his daughter and he said, how did you possibly do that so fast? And his daughter said, it was easy, Daddy. I noticed that before you cut up, there was a picture of a family on the back of that globe. And it was easy to put the family together. And I knew that once the family was together, the world would come together at the same time. Focus on your family. Focus on what's important to your family, your end in mind, if you will. You get focused more on the habits that you want to develop with your parenting and with your kids. And don't buy into the cultural myths and what everybody else is doing. And, and don't buy into the stuff about praise and rewards and, and all that kind of thing, all those external things. Begin with your end in mind. And your family, if they're being driven by what you think is important and what you all value, your kids will not end up becoming miserable teenagers and adults. They'll become healthy and happy people. Okay, let me finish with a quote. This is by Mother Teresa. 
This is my favorite Mother Teresa quote. Everybody today seems to be in such a terrible rush, anxious for greater developments and greater riches and so on, so that children have very little time for their parents and parents have very little time for each other. And so in the home begins this, the disruption of the peace of the world. Create some different habits. Make sure your habits are the kind that are going to create a world, in, at least in your home, where people are happy and calm and peaceful and content and connected. Thank you, as always, for coming by here and listening to these podcasts every week. As always, pass them on to your friends. And also, this may be one of the ones maybe you listen to with your kids if they're old enough. So you guys can start having some conversation about what's really important for your family. Uh, check me out if you're looking for information about my upcoming weekend retreats and my summer camps. And I've got six books I've, I've written, and they're also on, the, on my website at www.drtimjordan.com. drtimjordan.com. Uh, thanks for stopping by. I'll be back here in a week with another episode of Raising Daughters. I'll see you then. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.